Welcome to this episode of Stories of Dad. Hopefully, welcome back to episode two of Stories of Dad. Um, we kind of ended last episode on talking about hunting. So I figured I'd tell some hunting stories, um, maybe even some fishing stories, depending on how long this uh, draws out. I don't want to drag it out too long for you. But, um, you know, I spent most of my time, my younger years, I should say, hunting with um, my dad and my brother. Mostly, usually, uh, my dad, because uh, Bruce was, you know, normally at work. But every now and then, especially during archery season, that was the thing Bruce and I did. We we archery hunted, and uh, so. But Dad and I would would hunt a lot together. Now you got to picture the the manner in which we hunted most of the time. It was kind of different from what I think you guys are used to. You know, sitting on a tree stand or uh, walking, you know, through the woods or something like that. We hunted off these big trucks, um, you know, deuce and a half type trucks. And they had platforms on them, but they were different styles. You may have seen the pictures of them. They had, uh, some of them had big towers on them. Others had just lifted seats with, you know, standing platforms behind them. So there was a different array of styles. What they all had in common were these buzzer systems, because by law, you couldn't shoot at the deer from a moving vehicle. The vehicle had to be, the platform or vehicle had to be stationary. So what would happen is if, as you're driving through these woods, and it's not, you didn't drive, you know, hunt off the graded paved roads where anybody drives in their truck. You literally went through these little dinky, what now we'd call four-wheeler trails, and actually just through the woods itself. And the deer would jump, and nine times out of ten, a deer would jump, run off three, four bounces, and stop and turn around and look. Where your goal was is, as soon as you see this deer up, you hit the buzzer, the truck stops. So by the time the deer's made the three or four jumps and stops and looks back, you've pulled down on the target, and you know you pop off around. So it's it's kind of an exciting thing. It's maybe not as exciting as dog hunting, uh, but it's it's an exciting situation. I mean, it's it's kind of like anything else. There's a long period of boredom, and then all of a sudden there's excitement. This this story I want to tell was the very first time I went with my dad to this hunting club. I was 15 years old, and we were on uh, Mr. Seacrest's truck. Now, he was driving. Um, his son, uh, Billy Jr., was in the 
passenger seat next to him. Now this is an open cab deuce nav. They've cut the roof off of it. And they've built this platform to where there's a big box in the middle. Then there's a platform up to like a bus seat, bench seat. And then behind this bench seat is this platform where two people could stand. And there was a railing for your hold on. And there were gun racks where your gun could sit there if you didn't want to hold it. And then there were the people sitting in the bus seat. They had their guns in their hands, and so they were ready to go. And there were buzzers. They were like in the back where you stood up. There was a a buzzer. So we're going through the woods one day, and uh, my dad and I are standing on the back platform. Uh, I forget who was sitting in the seats in front of them. I believe it was probably um, Mr. Fernley and Mr. Durrance, which were two of the guys that worked for Dad, and they were probably sitting in the seats. And then Dad and I were standing on this back platform. And I was shooting. My, my very first hunting rifle was an M1 carbine, 30 caliber M1 carbine. And Dad was shooting his lever action 303 Savage. This was just, I, I think Bruce has the gun now. It was just an amazing looking weapon, the style and the sleekness of it. All wood stock. It was an old gun. It was from, um, it, it's actually designed as a bear weapon for hunting bear. So anyhow, no scope, iron sights. Now you got to remember when dad was younger and I was little, um, and even to where I was old enough to where I was actually shooting guns, he had a twenty-two, and he could put matches on a fence post and he could shoot them with the 22 and light those matches without busting the match with iron sights um it was just i was just in awe of it but anyhow so we're we're in the woods this this one time and dad and i are standing on the back of this um truck and we're going through the woods and this deer jumps up dad sees it so we hit the buzzer and he draws draws down on this deer, and he lets a round fly, and the deer drops. He gets so excited, he thinks he's killed this deer. Now, you got to imagine, Dad hasn't killed a deer in ages. So this would have been his first deer in years and years and years. And he was all excited. He turns around and steps off <laughs> and falls 10 feet to the ground because he forgot he was standing on the platform on the back of this truck. <laughs> and he falls and busts his ass. <laughs> and the worst part about it was by the time he hit the ground, the deer had stood up and took off running because he hadn't hit it. It just dropped a hide, and then when he hit the, before he hit the ground, it jumped off, took off running. Well, he hits the ground. He doesn't realize the deer got up and took off running, so he's getting up, and he's hooting and hollering. He got his deer, and we're all going, no, no. <laughs> so that, that really kind of... After that point, when he realized the deer was gone, he realized that shit hurt. 
<laughs> Luckily, he didn't break nothing. He had some bruises on his ass. Uh, didn't hurt. Didn't hurt his gun or nothing. But uh, I think the biggest thing that hurt was his pride. And the funny thing about it, there was no alcohol involved in this. It was early in the morning, so it wasn't that he was shit faced and stepped off. He just got excited. It was like a five year old, I guess, Christmas time. He was all excited that he'd killed the deer, but when in actuality he had now this. Next story is a hunting story, too. Um, we were at the hunting club, and we were in, we were actually in Mr. Durrance's truck this time. Now, Mr. Durrance's truck was a, a deuce and a half. It still had the cab on it, but the back was gone, and they'd built, again, a big box with this platform on it. But the platform, you know, was big and rectangular, and you, you could stand on it and had a railing around it. And in the middle was a bus seat, so if you wanted to sit down, you could sit down. But usually what happened was is you had four people up there, and each one was standing in a corner. Of course, there was a buzzer in each corner, and then there was a buzzer uh, next to the seat. So if you're on the seat, you could hit a buzzer. If you're standing in the corner, you could hit a buzzer. So the, the truck would stop, of course, before you shot. Well, in this, this particular case, um, Mr. Durrance... Um, now his girlfriend, um, common law wife, whatever you call Miss Betty, she was driving. Mr. Durrance was standing up in the top left corner. I was in the top, uh, or I shouldn't say top, front left corner, or, you know, driver's side front. I was in the passenger side front, you know, standing up on the, this platform up in the top of the tower. And then, um... Mr. Bentley was in the back pastor side corner, you know, the corner behind me, and then Dad was standing behind Mr. Durrance um, in the back driver's side corner. And we're going along, and this deer jumps up. It's on my side and Mr. Bentley's side of the truck. Well, Bentley sees it first, and he hits the buzzer, so it's technically his deer of course i draw down on it to aim at it too just in case and as you bring up your gun and you you're targeting now this is a a nice looking buck it's got a nice rack you know for a florida deer big rack you know a fairly big deer for florida and you know we're waiting for the stop because we see it rather early and it jumped it probably jumped five or six times now we we will shoot at running deer but we would try not to because of the habits of them stopping so you know we're both aiming at this deer and it's jumping and jumping and all of a sudden it runs dead slap into a pine tree i mean head first into a pine tree and now this deer is at a full run it hits the tree and falls down <laughs> the deer gets up kind of shakes it off and we're getting ready to shoot and it takes off running again it doesn't get two or three jumps in it runs on into another pine tree <laughs> so we both put her in. We're looking at each other. We're looking at this deer, and it's it's staggering now. <laughs> and it tries to run again. <laughs> it runs into another pine tree. It knocks itself to the ground. 
We can't even see it at this point. Fine. The deer stands up and it's shaking its head. <laughs> it, it, it's trying to walk. It's like a drunk trying to go down the street. <laughs> We're all up here just laughing our asses off. We couldn't even shoot the thing. We just watched it walk away. <laughs> The only thing we could ever figure out is it was just an old deer <laughs> and really, probably was half blind or blind or couldn't see really well. <laughs> Three times he ran in the pine trees. <laughs> I figured wait long enough, he'll knock his ass out. We'll just go down and cut its throat. <laughs> oh, gosh. This shit you see in the woods. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well. <clears throat> I had to take a break to recover from that one. <laughs> now, another hunting story. Um, this was the first... This is a story about the first thing I killed. Or, excuse me. YouTube rules would be... Even though this isn't YouTube, but, you know, harvest. The first thing I harvested. Other than the squirrels in, a, in Dove... Oh, that reminds me, I'll have to tell you the dove story later on. Um, anyhow, um, this was one of the few times, uh, well, I shouldn't say one of the few times, one of the first times, that uh, Bruce and I ever actually planned a hunt, you know, where we scouted out a location and, you know, came up with a game plan on how we were going to approach um, this hunt. And it was going to be a stalk, um, I guess you would call it. We had found a location where the hogs had really rooted up this section of this field um, really I mean, and, and it was in a way that we could tell it was, it happened over a period of time. In other words, there was older rootings than newer ones, you know what I'm saying? There was like stages of them where they'd been done over a period of days. So we made the assumption that, well, if that's happening, they might be coming back again. There's something drawing these hogs back here. So we convinced Dad to uh, say, okay, we want to hunt here. This morning, so we don't want to go out in the trucks today. We want to come, you know, hunt this location. And he was like, "Okay, you know, no problem. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll do that." And so, in the morning, we, you know, my dad had this this old K five Blazer blue, and uh, he was driving. And we we get out to the location. He says, "Okay, you guys go do this. I'm gonna stay here at the truck." Um, you know, good luck, go get them. Well, Bruce and I take off to this, um, to this area and, and I'll try to describe what it looked like. It was, there was a clear cut, a huge clear cut and, but it wasn't, you know, like a square clear cut. It was, you know, curved in and out of the woods and there would be these little, these coves indented into the, the the pine forest where this clearing would be. And sometimes the, the entryway to this cove was only, you know, 20, 30 feet wide. 
Um, it wasn't, you know, just a big gap, but sometimes they were small and they'd go in because they were clearing out trees of certain ages, I guess. And we had found this rooted area inside one of these coves. So our plan was we were going to approach this from different sides uh, and walk into this cove thinking, okay, the, the hogs are going to be um, in front of us. And we could kind of corral them, I guess you could say, into this cove. So anyhow, we go stalking in there. I can see Bruce is off to my left, probably 50, 60 yards, you know, off to my left. And I'm walking the clear cut maybe 10 yards from the right-hand boundary of it. I guess, you know, if you can picture that. And I've got, by then, I had my uh, 3030 Winchester. And we're walking in there, and up ahead, I see bushes moving, swaying. So I'm like, oh, you know, the heart's beating, it's up in your throat, and, you know, mouth's dry, and you're, 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 I'm all excited. You know, I've got, you know, what most people call buck fever, I guess you just call it hog fever. I couldn't see anything. I could just see the bushes moving. So, you know, I knew from my, my, dad's teachings you know if you don't see it don't shoot it so i wasn't going to shoot just into the bushes and end up shooting some guy taking a shit in the bushes and bruce is off to my left again and now he's coming into where he's getting a little bit ahead of me because the curving of the this cove is coming back towards me so i'm almost stationary now and he's kind of swinging around uh beside me off you know 50 60 yards like i said well, just as I I noticed Bruce is making movement, and it, what it ended up turning out being is he'd seen a hog as well, and he was raising his gun up to shoot as I see a hog step out. He's rooting, so he's going forward and backwards, and he backs out from behind this bush, and I actually see this black hog. Well, I bring my gun up, and I had a side-mounted scope, and I bring the scope up, and I immediately pop off around. Well, as soon as I shoot, uh, it it kind of startles Bruce because he didn't know I was going to shoot. But right in front of me, not 10 feet, the bushes just erupt, and there were hogs bedded down in the brush right in front of me and I didn't know it and so I shoot at this hog but these these hogs just bust loose and my young ass thinks they're attacking so I turn around and I take off running and I'm yelling run run well Bruce has no idea what's going on so he turns around and he takes off running well as I'm running I see the hogs running behind me, coming at me. So I'm freaking the fuck out. So I'm taking my lever action. All I could think of later on in years after I saw the movie was romancing the stone where, you know, he's, he's Danny DeVito's running. He's shooting back over his shoulder. I'm cocking my gun and I'm pointing it over my shoulder and I'm shooting at the hogs as I'm running away. 
<laughs> well, I'm yelling and screaming. <laughs> and finally, the hogs stopped running. And Bruce goes, what's going on? What's going on? And I told him what's going on. I said, I shot at a hog. So we go back up to where I had uh, shot. And he, sure enough, here's this hog dead. And I'm thinking, wow, I really freaking hit this hog. And, and I'm looking for a bullet hole. And I don't see the bullet hole. I was aiming right, you know, right behind the shoulder, you know, that kind of shit. And, and I'm looking, there's no bullet hole. Well, I look, there's a bullet hole right behind this hog's ear. I mean, right behind the ear, hit its spine and dropped it. Boom. Dead. So... I start hooting and hollering. It's the first thing I've killed of any major game. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. Bruce is high. I'm screaming. We're high-fiving. Next thing we know, here comes Dad running up to us with his, he had a 357 Blackhawk uh, six-shooter. And he's got it out, and he's going, what's going on? He's thinking we're getting attacked. And he's he's ready to start shooting people or animals or bears, whatever it is. <laughs> he's screaming, what's going on? What the fuck's going on? And we told him, kill the hog, kill the He commences to yelling at us and, you know, what the hell's the matter with you? You gave me a heart attack. You yelling and screaming. <laughs> of course, I go from being excited about killing this hog to like, oh, my dad's mad at me. <laughs> And after everything was over, that's kind of calmed down. He finally he's like, oh, and everything was hunky-dunky, and he was excited that I killed my first hog. So that that's the uh, the story of the first hog in my Romancing the Stone um, episode. <laughs> I guess you had to be there. All right, now, now this will be the final hunting story. Um, it's, uh, I am... I am not one to shoot things on the fly. Uh, now, when I say final hunting story, it'd be the final hunting story for this episode. <laughs> um, I've not been very, ever been very good at shooting, you know, game birds, birds on the fly. Um, and every case of successful shooting of, you know, flying birds has been. I'd have to say sheer luck uh, on my part. But Dad, on the other hand, as I mentioned with the match story, he could hit anything doing anything with rifles, shotguns. It didn't, pistols, it didn't matter. But uh, when we lived in Jacksonville, he had um, this idea of taking me uh, dove hunting. I'd never been dove hunting before. And there were these... uh, I forget what kind of crop they had grown in these fields, and they were owned by a friend of one of the guys that uh, worked for Dad. And he given us permission to go hunt these fields during dove season. So I'm shooting my, I had this double-barreled side-by-side 410 shotgun. Uh, Dad was shooting his 12-gauge. And uh, we go to... Um, this, these fields, and they had just harvested these fields, and they were full of dove. They were dove everywhere. And we get there, and um, we go out, and we set up, and, you know, dove would fly over, dad would shoot dove, dad would shoot dove, dad would shoot dove, because I was, you know, I'm. Oh, it's too far away from me, it's too far away from me, too far away from me. And then finally, at one point, one comes in close, and it's almost kind of coming right at us. 
And so I shoot. Well, Dan, if I didn't hit that thing, and I, I, of course, he didn't hit it very well. It goes, you know, <laughs> hits the ground, and it's flopping around on the ground. It's fluttering. Of course, I'm feeling like shit because I haven't killed, didn't kill the animal cleanly. So it's suffering. So I get over there, and, I, and I'm kind of panicking because I don't know what to do. I've never had this situation, so I don't know what to do. And Dad says, okay, just grab it by the head and swing it around, and it'll snap the neck and kill the bird. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I, I can do this. So I grab this dove by the head. And, of course, its eyes looking right at me, so I had to grab it to where I couldn't see it because I was, you know, feeling like shit. And I go and I flip the bird, and nothing happens. And I flip it again. Nothing's happening. And Dad's going, no, no, no. Because what was happening is I was holding, it was laying on the ground, so I just grab it, and I'm spinning it. So I'm basically beating it on the ground. It's not spinning around. So I'm going thump, thump, thump. Dad goes, no, pick it up and spin it so it spins around. I pick it up, spin it around, and the fucking duff comes off it. <laughs> comes loose from its head and the dove goes flying across the air and I got the dove's head in my hand and I look and the eyes looking at me and I freak the fuck out. I drop it and go, ah! <laughs> my dad started laughing. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so needless to say, that was the dove story. <laughs> Uh, not the love story, the dove story. Oh, all right. I think that's enough for this this episode. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And uh, we'll see uh, her talk to you on the next one. <laughs>